Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trambicki. Good evening. And Mr. Or, or good morning, yeah. depending when you're listening to this. Or good afternoon. That could, that could be work. any. Uh, good day. Yeah. <laughs> as well as Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I forgot my actual saying. Maybe that's what I was forgetting. <laughs> we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo Aaron Lloyd. Uh, before we get into the show, we have the Fastlane review, but also check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt, the Perfect Edge with Donovan, as well as Super Madness. Uh, first show is out uh, with some discussion on Black Panther. Uh, Throwback Madness, we have a couple of Road to WrestleMania shows released, 21 and 31, correct? Uh, unsanctioned, we have a library of 24 episodes you can listen to. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Check out Elroy Prepson on YouTube. And Alo, any merch to move. Yes, if you want to embrace the match, you do so at whatamaneuver.net. And you can also head over to colinoble.com. Use promo code MATMANS for 10% off your order. And um, good friend of the show, Richie. He proved that it's the only working promo code on the internet with his new <laughs> Supreme Gear. So... We weren't sure. Mm-hmm. We thought, but now we know. Yes. We know for sure yes. that it is the only working promo code in, in the, the business. retail business. Yeah. Um, he, he, he DM'd me personally. <laughs> did he really? Yes. <laughs> well, good good for them, getting business out of our show. <laughs> um, so, Fastlane, final brand-specific brand pay-per-view. I know we're all happy that that era is over, at least for now. Uh, Alo, you want to give our rating system for anybody who may not be familiar with it? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job or fall somewhere middle. So, Slobber Knocker, it's a fantastic show. Get the show stopped. So, Eck, you want to go first with your rating? I'm going to give the show a Slobber Knocker. Okay. The show delivered, but I was not looking forward to it. Also, result-wise, everything I predicted, it, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Everything but one match is exactly how I predicted it. Um, I was uninterested. There was times I was not paying attention. I left the room for probably like 30, 40 minutes. You know, it it wasn't something I was thrilled to be watching starting. So that's why I'm going to just keep it at a slobber dog. Alo? Yeah, um, I was having a hard time juggling to see my rating because even though I wasn't interested in seeing this at all. I thought the in-ring work was was spectacular. I really did. Everything got a lot of time, and with some of the match, in a lot of the matches, they got they kind of over overachieved for for me. I was like, okay, wow, like Rusev and Nakamura. I thought it was really good. The women's match was the match I was most excited for. I thought that was really good. The tag match brought a different dynamic, and there's no good there's no good thing as a there's no such good thing as a good six-pack challenge. I'll just take, <laughs> put that out there right now. So doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. So I'll leave that alone and not even put that into my thoughts because that's just a mess always. But, yeah, I was really impressed by the in-ring work that we got on Sunday. And I'm going to give it a plain slobber knocker. But 
I didn't want to give it a show stopper because I know I did not care about it at all. Mm-hmm. And same thing with a high stopper. So I'll just give it a plain stopper. But I think that the in-ring work was very well. So WWE is lucky. We hear this all the time that the the roster is the most talented it's ever been in the history of the company. They are very lucky that that is the case. Because if it wasn't for that, they'd be getting a lot more jobbers from me. <laughs> and luckily the talent in the ring saves it. So I give it a slobber knocker. In ring, matches were good. A lot of people on the show that I like to watch. But no real build to any of this. No real story that's important. No real stakes. None of it really mattered. It was just kind of a placeholder between now and WrestleMania. Well, between then and WrestleMania. So I'm happy it's over. Uh, Oh, one other thing before we get into some of the matches. The March Mania 2018 bracket is just about complete. (laughs) It will be released on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, it will be released today on social media. And I will tell you, it is not like any bracket (laughs) you have ever seen before or probably will ever see again. That's all I'm willing to say at the moment. But it is is different. (laughs) Sounds like fire. (laughs) Different. (laughs) It is. It is. It's nuts. That's all I can say. And I I think some, some of you will be pleasantly surprised. Some of you will be probably unpleasantly annoyed. And the fun part is, I, I know some we've had all had different side conversations with you, so I'm interested to see when people see what we've been talking about individually, how they'll pop react to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, too. Um, I don't want to divulge too much about how the bracket came to be, but it is different, and it's... It's strange. Yeah, because I, I know one of my suggestions on one of my on my list, there was a match I needed specifically to happen. I mean, I wish Prep was here too, so I can get an excellent <laughs> reaction. Yeah, so there's that to look forward to, and we will have a very interesting March Mania bracket tournament <laughs> for the next few weeks leading up to WrestleMania. Um, so six pack challenge for the WWE Championship: AJ Styles defending against Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, and the recently added John Cena. Favorite point of the match for me was John Cena hitting the A <laughs> on everyone within the first five seconds. But, guys, give me your thought on the match. Eck, if you want to jump in this first. Aaron started this off with there's no such thing as a good six-pack challenge. This was a good six-pack challenge. Um, there, I... And I understand why you like it, but that opening spot annoyed me. Because it's like, all right, one person's dumb enough to do this, two people's, but there's a third and fourth person dumb enough to run into a formerly known as a FU. Yeah. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I love Shane getting involved in the match. I love that that's building to another storyline. They have stuff going on. Um, I'm all for John Cena eventually getting his 17th title reign. And if anyone was going to win besides AJ, I believe that it would have been Cena. And I didn't think this was the right buildup to it. I also, you know, there was a couple times where I thought it might happen. And it genuinely pissed me off uh, (laughs) watching it. Match ended. AJ retains. We get the New Japan rematch. And I think we all can comfortably say we're looking forward to that. (laughs) Alo, your thoughts? I kind of wish they would revert back to the old six-pack challenge rules when you had to tag in. Because at, <laughs> at least there's some kind of order there. But I have to, I have to, I have to attack 
the IWC. Did anybody chant uh, AJ's napping? Started AJ's napping chant. <laughs> I did not hear one. Hypocrites. Yeah. Any, anyway, like, it's hard to play these matches because it's such a mess. Because it's, it's a lot going on, and then even at, I think these multi-person matches is so overdone nowadays. Because even at SummerSlam in the Fatal Five Way with with your monster movie, this was the same <laughs> formula. Brock was Brock was got knocked out to the table, and then. Same thing with this. These matches, there's not much of a place for them, but you're just trying to shove everything together. But it doesn't work that way. The most intriguing thing was, like, when AJ was knocked out, I popped for every false finish because I'm like, okay, when's AJ going to get up? Right. And the integration of Shane at ringside and Kevin, like, this, this, um, the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing, I thought that was very entertaining how Sami Zayn was laying down for Owens and Owens didn't trust him. Yeah. I thought that was very entertaining. And then the whole Shane man because both guys had the title one and Shane cost him the title. Also, with, when it came to my rating, I, could, I was also going to rate it higher. Be, be, I, I, I would have rated it higher if I got more on SmackDown because there's a lot going on in that match and he's like, okay, what's going to happen from this match? Now, I do like what we got from SmackDown, but I did, I kind of needed more, I needed something else clearer to go off of than what actually did happen on SmackDown. But I thought it was fine, but the the most intriguing thing coming out of that match is the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane thing, and then we're at the SmackDown. That makes it interested in what's going to happen again. That the next, the following week on SmackDown, and then the whole John, the whole story of John Cena, what he's going to do for WrestleMania. But we kind of we'll get to that when we get the Raw. But there's a lot going on in this match, but it was what it was. Yeah, it, there were aspects of it I enjoyed. The like you said, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon thing. It's been going on for a long time, but there was actual importance to this. He kept both of them from becoming WWE champion during that match. Uh, I do have to say I love that they say there's such history and a rivalry between Cena and AJ, and I love that that's true. It's not something they're making up. It's not something they're changing history to say it actually is true they've had a lot of huge matches they've been through a lot together in the couple years aj's been there and i love that that's a thing um but yeah obviously we might as well get to what happened on smackdown shane decides that due to recent events that he is going to take a leave of absence but he has one more announcement to make and it is that he's going to put Owens and Zayn in a match together at WrestleMania. They come out and absolutely... Oh, well, even before this happens, did anybody else pop for KO saying, let me be the first to tell yes. you best of luck yes. in future endeavors? I which did. is I really did. their company line for anyone who lets go. I love that he said that. And then they proceeded to destroy Shane. I thought one of the best segments they've done on SmackDown in a while. Yeah, it was really good. It actually made me feel something. Shane kind of laying on the ground after that power bomb on whatever that apparatus was. Yeah, him weeping. I thought that was good, too. Yeah, I was the like... The size of a deep, uh, a breath when he gets... Oh, yeah, you're talking about in the backstage. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. It actually And, and the chair me. spot down by the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's one spot I've, I always enjoy. I mean, and it's extremely painful looking, but anytime they do something with a chair, wrapping it around someone's neck... Whether it's that move Taker used to do when he would just place the top of the check or if it's wrapped around their neck. I mean, you can only imagine what that's feeling like. And that's really one of those perfect storylines where they're blurring lines and you know stuff's, you know, business is picking up, mm-hmm. stuff's getting serious. 
Yeah, I thought it was a great segment. Uh, as much and uh, not to cut you off, as much as we're not getting all the details, they're doing something that they have not done on SmackDown for a while. Where SmackDown doesn't go off the air, and I don't sit there and say, "Hmm, I, I'm looking forward to next week. I want to know what's going to happen." This is actually it went off the air. And Wow, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. Yeah, because now Shane is obviously injured to some degree. Who knows how much of an injury they're going to say it is. Have they? Has there been any kind of fake report on it on no. social media? So we will, probably won't find out anything till either the sh- night of the show or the couple days leading up to them advertising SmackDown. But yeah, this is the first big thing that's happened in this storyline in a while. It just kind of sat there in the same place all this time. And now something important happened. Yeah, um, to add on to that, but Shane made the match, but after that, it's like, okay, what now? And then Shane did talk about he's going to take a leave of absence. And I wonder what's going to come out of that because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they, they kind of just came together for, for a cause. And they, they had small dissension on Sunday, but what now? Like, they, he said Dan Bryan will be in charge for SmackDown, will oversee SmackDown. While he's gone, but what are you gonna do from there? Like, you have to assume Shane's gonna come back, and that Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match may not even be one on one. They may end up tagging together, but like, really, where, where you go from there? Like, what's Daniel Bryan gonna say? Like, is he gonna be upset, or is, is he gonna be pr- happy Shane's gone, or he's trying try to punish? Like, SmackDown's actually intriguing for once, and I'm glad Shane's gone because I'm tired of seeing him on my television. <laughs> yeah, I think they did it. It was a good move. It. Puts us interested in what's happening while kind of removing something that was uninteresting. Yeah, the only good thing about Shane this week was he had the new Shadow Ones on. <laughs> yeah, I like this segment. Uh, and you brought up Kevin and Sammy again. Did anyone else notice that when they had their locker room segment on Sunday, early on in the show, Owens looked like he was trying not to laugh at Sammy? <laughs> Sammy was all fired up about something, and it looked like. Kevin Owens was doing everything in his power not to start laughing. Wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> uh, we also, you mentioned you like Nakamura and Rusev. Eck, what was your thoughts on that match? I'll be honest, didn't even see the finish. No? <laughs> and it's, it's a shame because Shinsuke Nakamura is the number one contender for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Rusev is arguably the most over person in the company. He's over in Ring of Honor. He's over at indie shows. He's over at NXT shows. I just didn't care. I knew Nakamura was going to win. I knew Rusev wasn't going to be getting a push in this. I didn't care to really see it. Yeah, I will say... I, I hear the, movie, the match was great. I heard it was one of the matches of the night. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was great. It was... It was. I enjoyed it, though. And it was better than almost any other Nakamura match on the main roster. I thought it was his best match on the main roster. So I think so, too. Well, if, with that being said, maybe I should reach it. <laughs> no, it was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's but that, at that's the same not time, a lot. I was going to say, no offense to Nakamura. I mean, that, ain't, that is, really isn't. It's not, but it's the fact that we're recommending it says a lot because, like, a lot of stuff's been blah, and then second, he hasn't really been on TV. But, like, I was like, okay, this match is, like, really, really good. Yeah, and could Rusev Day, that the crowd really adores Rusev Day. Yeah. They really do, and I think they're. They're going to miss yet another opportunity with something that people would get behind. How great was Aiden's rap slash singing? Awesome. <laughs> so good. He's great. He's in a great role for himself. He's entertaining every time he steps out there. He's a big part of why Rusev Day is over. WWE loves people that can sing and rap. 
They do. I will also say, for my money, this is the best thing that's ever come out of Randy Orton because Rusev Day really started with <laughs> Randy Orton's theme song. So I'll give Randy Orton credit for being the catalyst to giving us Rusev Day. Um, on SmackDown, we had some more interaction with AJ and Nakamura. AJ had a match with Rusev where English got him disqualified. Nakamura saved him from a beatdown. I I got to be honest, I don't have the excitement for AJ and Nakamura like everybody else does. Because I think Nakamura, I wouldn't even put him in the top 10 most interesting talents on the main roster. So he's, so he's only a top 10 list? Yeah, he's, he <laughs> did not make my top 10 list. So if that's if that's uh, leads to a feud between me and Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> so be it. Uh, but yeah, I'm just. You said top ten Orn on the main roster. No, he's not at all. Okay. He's not. I don't have him in my just SmackDown. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but again, that's not saying he much. might come in late on on a SmackDown list. I would have if we count tag teams as one. I have the Usos ahead of him. I have the New Day ahead of him. I have AJ ahead of him. I have Rusev Day ahead of him. I have Oscar and Charlotte ahead of him. 2.0. 2.0 I'd put ahead of him. I'm trying to think of who else is on SmackDown. Zack Ryder. He's ahead of Zack Ryder. He's ahead of Dolph Ziggler. He's ahead of Baron Corbin. Uh, he's at best sixth. But in the whole company, yeah, he's not even the top ten most interesting talents to me. And I'm just not... I just keep hearing how great this is going to be, and I'm like, eh, it might be good, but I'm not excited about it. I'm sure when I'm watching the match, but yeah, that was really good. To not but... dive into the other speculation of the matches and other matches that have been asked for, if you got to go Universal versus WWE, which championship match do you see ending the show? I think absolutely Roman and Brock are going to end the show. I'd be really surprised if they don't. If you could pick, would you still go that route? Yes. Now, if you if this match was at WrestleMania last year, when I was still really high on Nakamura, I, and if AJ was the champion, I would have absolutely said that's what I want to see. I think some of it is also the uh, New Japan smarks that <laughs> that's all they want. They want WWE to be New Japan. Mm-hmm. And like I say this all the time, how people don't like Roman because he's not Sami Zayn or he's not AJ Styles. If everybody was that, you wouldn't like it. So if everything was like New Japan, New Japan wouldn't be as interesting to you anymore because everything else is just like it. So I it, think it could be the wrong comparison, but the thing I uh, I guess why I'm excited for it. I mean, you know kind of what to expect because if you reflected a New Japan match. But if you're going off of what Nakamura has done in WWE, you're not going to have high hopes for it. Right. Whereas to we've reviewed a certain match from WrestleMania 19 uh-huh. that I had high hopes <laughs> for, and it's two greats going at it, and it doesn't hit on all cylinders for me. Where I feel like this isn't going to have a similar build. The build's actually going to be very weak, and, and they really have only up to go. That's true. So... It'll be another case of low expectations leads to us being happier about something than we expect it to be. I just think every, here, here's what I know is going to happen, though. That match is going to come nowhere close to living up to what they did at Wrestle Kingdom a couple of years ago. And either all these guys are going to still say 
that was the best match in WrestleMania history, or they're going to say WWE ruined it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like WWE is almost taking something away from themselves by saying, okay, we'll give you what this other promotion gave you two years ago. I don't know if I'm buying too much into the whole thing with, you know, Nakamura won, and they keep saying he's guaranteed the main event, he's guaranteed the main event. And we all know WWE's slogan is there's nine main events for WrestleMania. But they keep spewing that out, and AJ said, I'm going to the main event at Mania. I kind of hope they go that way for a couple reasons. Obviously, I don't really care how the IWC feels at the end of WrestleMania. You don't want to see the end of WrestleMania being booed. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> especially with me going there and being my first one. I would like a more positive atmosphere. And the thing I like about whether AJ retains or Nakamura wins, the crowd's going to be hot in a positive way either way at the end of that match. Yeah, what do you think is going to close the show? Oh, <sighs> See, my I told about this when Laugh was here a few weeks ago. My fear is, I think Brock and Roman will finish the show. But my fear with that is Brock's interest. Because we know if Brock doesn't care, he's not invested in it, he's not going to give a damn how the match goes. He's going to get it done and get out of here. We saw it at 20, and we saw it with Dean Ambrose when he was getting ready to go back to UFC. And since his contract's supposed to be up, he's not coming back or not resigning, then I'm terrified to see what that's going to look like because you don't want the crowd to destroy that. And it, we'll get the Raw, so we'll talk about that a yeah. little bit later. But like you guys said, like if this, this match won't be as good as Russell Kingdom 10. And then when it's not, they'll just there'll be memes and the IWC be complaining. Oh, it wasn't big as Wrestle Kingdom ten, but this is what they have to understand. Wrestle Japan, that's a whole different style. You're, you're as a wrestling fan, you're kind of taught to taught to think that WWE is the biggest stage. Well, WrestleMania is the biggest stage, and WWE is the end all be all. But in in the world of wrestling, just going and having a wrestling match. It's not. It's not like that match at Wrestle Kingdom will be. I don't think it'll be anywhere near the Wrestle Kingdom ten match at WrestleMania. I really don't. And all you do is complain, but there's no place for it. You have to understand. WrestleMania is just the biggest stage, and that's it. That doesn't mean the match has to be better. Wrestle Kingdom ten. And the 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 minute that the, the rumor came out that both of you guys are, are, are coming, people already kept post put, put in memes and photoshopping. Oh, Nakamura, AJ Styles, WrestleMania one day. WWE they had this match in their back pocket because these two haven't even faced off one on one ever it, since both of these guys have signed. So this is their money match. I'm not sure what it'll look like. I'm sure that match will be really good, but you can't have these high expectations about oh, Wrestle Kingdom ten is is that you know. Then on Monday you'll be compl- you'll be Monday Monday morning quarterback and oh Russell Kingdom did this Russell Kingdom ten did this Russell did this why did you do this why did you do that it's not that they give you what you wanted so why are you complaining yeah I think my biggest fear with it is I expected big things from Ziggler Nakamura and you didn't get it and almost, and multiple different times Nakamura was put in a spot where you thought you were going to get a quality match that. He gave you with Samoa Joe, and he gave you with Sami Zayn in his first WWE match. And I'm hoping that's that's what we get. Hopefully they go back to that old-school mentality of this WrestleMania, leave everything out there. You don't even need to make it to SmackDown. Just leave it all there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to expect with that, but I, I do know that either... I, I, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, well, the people who are begging for it are going to be complaining about it. Yeah. As soon as WrestleMania is over. No doubt. They'll be chanting, this is awesome the whole time. Then it'll suck and then the next, the, the next hour. Yeah. Well, 
we all know I'm self-centered, so as long as I'm pleased by it, <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. That's kind of how I feel like we should be viewing things. Glad you admit that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what anyone's saying on the internet about the match. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hope whatever seat I'm sitting at in the uh, stadium, it looks good from my angle. The match goes. I hope I get invested. I pound a couple beers. It's a good one. We all clap at the end. and Whatever they say on the internet, I won't be reading. <laughs> yeah, I think that... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's basically what's going to happen now. Um, and I'm not nearly as interested in it as all those guys. Yeah, if you got a problem, just, just rewatch Wrestle Kingdom 10 on a loop. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and I'll say this. I think for as far as interest, and I'll tell you what, we're going to get to it with Raw. I mean, Roman's not only doing his thing, but he's carrying the storyline. But, I, you know, I'm going to be more invested by the time the bell rings, I think, for the WWE title match. That's another reason why I'm going to favor that match going on because again i i'm gonna figure nakamura is gonna win but it's gonna be one of those things where it's not as obvious of a result right uh, no i agree uh women's match at fast lane charlotte retains against ruby riot i thought this was a really good match i enjoyed it um it concluded with oscar coming out to challenge charlotte as we have discussed before and has been talked about all over the place. Crowd went nuts for Asuka, which I think is a really good sign. Um, but I did really enjoy the match. Alo, I know you said you were... This is one of the things you were most looking forward to on this show. Did it deliver for you? Oh, yeah, it really, really did. Like, early in the match, um, Ruby hit the riot kick. I thought that was like, oh, this early? That quick? <laughs> but like, I, I officially hate... And I mean, hate when people come down, the referee just tosses them out. I hate it so much. <laughs> it pisses me off. You're like, leave, just leave them alone or don't come at all. Right. Like, it's, it's too overdone. It's, and it's not just like one manager. It was both. It was both. Both women had representatives. But I thought the match was really good. I thought, I thought Ruby Riot really shined in this match because this was kind of like her coming out party to me. And Char- Charlotte. The way Char- um, Ruby- Charlotte was bending for a lot of Ruby's submissions, I thought was really fantastic because she's so athletic. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it sold her in, in making Charlotte look like she was like legit pain. But I really did enjoy this match. I can't wait to see. I, I wonder what's next for Ruby Wright other than that fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. I hope they break these stables up because I, 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 I was happy when she came up. I know she's really good, but I'm, I'm interested to see what's on, on the road for her. Me too. Eck, any thoughts on the, the women's match? I thought the match, it was what it was. I knew the result, how it was going to end. They both entertained, they give. It was a shame that there was the botch that there was on the ropes. But, again, it, it was good. Uh, it, like Aaron said, it was her coming out party. It was definitely for the main roster and the larger viewing crowd. This was the most you got to see from Ruby Riot. Yeah. Does anyone feel the need to talk about the women's tag match? No. No. <laughs> Carmella and Natty won, for anyone Shock, who's curious. Shockingly, Carmella won. Yeah. Um, on SmackDown, we had a Charlotte Nasca promo. Do, do you guys feel like that was effective on Tuesday night? Uh, well, we saw it on at Fastlane, so I don't think it was needed. The, the one aspect of it that I liked was I felt like Charlotte, when Asuka came out at Fastlane, looked unhappy about it. I liked that they sold it like she wants this opportunity to to break the streak. Because I was like, that doesn't look like Charlotte to be 
to not want this. And I like that that's how they're playing it now. She wants to be the one to break the streak. She wants that opportunity. Uh, it's just going to be tough because Charlotte as a baby face is not nearly as interesting on the microphone. And Asuka can only give you so much. Well, I did enjoy what Asuka did on Raw. I thought it was funny. Well, Alexa made it what it was. Yeah. But I like how, I like how Charlotte talked about how she was the queen and um, to be... Oscar doesn't bow down to a queen because she's the empress. Mm-hmm. I did like that, but I didn't really need it right now because we just saw it on Sunday. Speaking yeah. speaking of mixing in raw with the convo, I love I love Oscar uh, putting Alexa down and saying to be the woman. You got to yeah. be the woman. <laughs> love that she said that. I thought that was a good moment because you you see Charlotte play up her dad's slogans all the time, but when you got someone out there that barely speaks English at all, right? And they're playing up old Ric Flair's slogan is so good. Yeah, so on SmackDown, as soon as, as this segment was ending, it got interrupted by Randy Orton. And I thought. That's like a new SmackDown thing, huh? I guess. And, and the female segment with. With a guy uh, coming with in. With the United States champion coming yeah. in. Yeah. So I hear his music hit. I'm like, ah, oh, WWE, you think you're slick. You think. Because I, what I thought they were going to do is throw a mixed tag in. I thought, are we going to see Randy Orton and Asuka against Charlotte and Bobby Roode? And I was like, you think you're going to get me to stick around for whatever you're doing with Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. Luckily, they didn't do that. Um, But United States Championship, we had Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. Prep. Prep actually didn't have a question for the show. He had comments for the show. I might as well get to them now. Um, Let's see. His thoughts were... Okay, the one I'll get to later because it's about Raw. Two, he says, Styles Nakamura needs to be the main event to get the ending WWE wants, even though we're ready for Roman to slay the beast. His last comment was, think about the last time Roman was way over when he punched Vince in Philly. They made the right decision. I, I should have got to that later. I, I, this is what I meant to get to. <laughs> admit the U.S. title match over-delivered, Pash. Ha, ha, ha. I can't admit that the U.S. championship match over-delivered because I didn't watch it. <laughs> I refuse to. I have no comment on it, other than W. And th- this is Roddy. This is Roddy. <laughs> I did not. This is already the best Roddy versus the world. This is Roddy versus the, the world it, this week. It, you know what? It didn't because I did it. <laughs> Roddy versus the world, and this is a shame that I have to say this. For the moment, anyway, WWE has forced me into being a casual fan. I just don't really care that much about 95% of what they're doing. Um, like, I would never watch wrestling around anyone who I don't already know that watches wrestling. I'd be embarrassed to put it on. I get that way sometimes. I would never I would never go out of my way to tell anybody who doesn't watch wrestling I watch wrestling or ask them to watch it because I know if they watch it, they'd be like, what is wrong with you that you watch this? The graphics coming up on the screen during promos, no stories, no characters. You just do stuff just to do it. Nothing makes any sense. And I hate to be that way. I said this last week. I tried so hard to be the opposite of that. But they make it impossible. So, yes, I didn't watch your U.S. championship match because you gave me no reason to. So maybe it over-delivered, but I will never know because I'll never watch it. I don't care what they did on SmackDown. I fast-forwarded that, too. Um... WWE, you need to do a better job. If you think about it, how much money was I spending in 2015, 
and 16 and 17 on WWE merch. Well, not six, not the end of 16. You're right. I mean, yeah. How, not the I'm end of 17. 17. How much was I spending on tickets? I'm not giving you any money anymore. <laughs> I only watch your show because I do a show about your show. I only pay for your network because I need to watch that to do my show about your show. <coughs> You're getting nothing from me until you give me a reason to give it to you. Uh, any thoughts on the match or anything I just said? So, you remember when I said, like, I, there was a lot of the show I didn't watch? Mm-hmm. So, I turned the show on, I watched for maybe two minutes, and then I left the room. And then, I think, it was either someone in the group text, or I scrolled on social media while I was in the kitchen, and I see Randy Orton with the U.S. title, I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Yo, I wasn't expecting this. So, I go downstairs, and I rewind it to see the finish, and it my phone wasn't messed up. Randy Orton won the U.S. title. Uh, to piggyback off, uh, piggyback off what Prep said. So, are you happy he's a Grand Slam winner? No, I hate Randy Orton. I know. I know. <laughs> Sarcastic. Alo, your thoughts? Did it over deliver? It did. I, I, like I said in my reading, I, I specified that the in ring work was really good, and I didn't expect these two to get that much time. They got a lot of time, and. I, I, I've been noted for hating face Bobby Roode. And I really hate him now. But Bobby Roode was never, like, really known for his in-ring work. But I thought this match was really good. Yeah. And, like, we always talk about Randy Orton's caring, and you could tell when he doesn't care, just goes through the motions. He actually cared here because this match was really good. So I was going to comment on that. And another thing you can agree to, and I don't know if this is, like, a theme, but, I mean, if you see when he comes out, SmackDown. You can tell he cares. It might just be something about when that boy has a belt, he cares a little more. It could be. He likes having the prop, as Vince <laughs> Russo would call it. Uh, they got 19 minutes. I looked it up. Yeah, it was a lot. That. They got so a lot of time. More than I would have expected. Yeah, a lot to. of false finishes. It was a really good match. And the one thing I did see was the RKO, which was, which was good. No, it wasn't. You didn't think so? We've seen better. Oh, there's we, definitely been we better. We've seen better, but for what you expect from Bobby Roode in the ring, I was surprised that he pulled that. So, what happened on SmackDown? Anything oh, so, oh, you said you didn't watch on SmackDown either. No, I'm going out of my oh, way not to watch okay. anything they're doing. Well, gender be Bo- well, Bobby Roode said he was going to um, invoke his rematch clause at Mania, but gender beat Bobby Roode on SmackDown, so that's going to lead to that triple threat match that we talked about last week that we'll probably get. So it's not announced, but they're definitely creeping yeah, towards Yeah, because Bobby said he's invoking it at WrestleMania, but gender beat Bobby, so you know what that means, and you know that they're going to insert gender into that. I'll tell you what. I'll start watching the U.S. title stuff if gender wins the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Eck, how would you feel about him as the U.S. champion? Jeez. Um... Before before you answer that, that's what they should have did with him last year. Okay, so that's what I was that's what I was gonna say. Would you feel more comfortable with him being the U.S. champion than you were with him being the WWE? A thousand champion? percent. I'm gonna be very optimistic right now and make a prediction. I don't know Randy Orton's current schedule, his current contract. Um, I'm, you, geez, since Cena lost the title, we've been nonstop. Whether it be AJ, whether it be Kevin Owens. Uh, recently, Bobby Roode. We're hoping everyone is going to mimic what Cena did, and it could be Vince and Paul just saying, "Look, we're not going to let anyone be as good as Cena." People want to do these open challenges, and they're going to get interrupted. They're not going to matter. They're not right. going to. They're not going to be on free TV and have a really good match. We'll let them have a good match on the network special, but 
Cena had really good matches on Raw. We're not going to let people do that, too. I don't know if that's where they're at with it. Maybe Randy threw some fit in the back and is to some point not. He's obviously not known for having as good of matches as Cena, but he just had a really good match with Rude, who is known to not have good in-ring matches. Maybe Orton can do what we hope and make the belt relevant. Obviously, I'm not going to hold my breath on it. <laughs> I'm going to be optimistic and hope that's the case they go because he is a Vince guy. He is a Triple H guy. That is Triple H's boy. Hopefully, they realize, look, this title hasn't mattered for a better part of two years. You know, the, We're going to give you a shot. Well, yeah. one thing I really want everybody to let go is this whole U.S. Open Challenge thing. It's not going to be done right. That was a one... Like you're holding people hold on to it, but that was like what is it three years ago now? You're and people are still holding on to some hope for it to be resurrected. Was it good? Yeah, but nobody's ever going to do it to the level that John Cena did it. So we, I think everybody should just move on because that's the only thing that gets people interested in the U.S. title when they hear the words U.S. Open Challenge. That's it. Which is really weird because he only has five moves. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? And nobody has their best matches with him and stuff like that. But I think everybody really needs to let that go. You're holding on to something from three years ago. Yeah, you're right. So, And they may just need to stop with the hot potato of it. I mean, if anything, like, you know, Bobby Roode, of course, you know, he has, did play homage to Cena and say that he wants to be as good, if not. He, you know, he kept saying he wanted to be the greatest U.S. champion of all time. But he paid homage and quoted Cena and said that Cena is one of the greatest U.S. champions of all time. They don't let anyone have a memorable title run. I feel like when I was just naming a few people that recently had it, like, of course, I forgot Baron Corbin. I forgot Dolph Ziggler winning it and then giving the title away 48 hours later. So they've been Two doing... Two guys that aren't hard to forget. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been doing nothing but digging a ditch for this belt. But even since it got resurrected, there hasn't really been that many great, noteworthy U.S. champions other than Cena. Yeah, and, that's been about as good as it's gotten. Yes, yeah, no, but I'm saying, but even... Be it, really. but, but I'm saying, since WWE re-resurrected it in 2003, there's not that many great, notable ones that did anything really special with it. Yeah, to, to your point about getting over the U.S. Open Challenge... When it happened, I think nobody, most wrestling fans were not in on John Cena. And I think that won over a lot of fans for him. I think, like, I am I know I'm I included say, in I, that. I, I, um, I know I wish he lost it every time, and then yeah. it, it was like halfway through. You're like, Jesus, man, this is, at least it's entertaining. Yeah, it was. And I think when Kevin Owens started doing his Face of America That was thing, great, but it didn't last it, long. But it was different. Yeah. So I think it was like, ooh, let him do a mocking version of it. Yeah. Where he gives some hometown nobody a chance that he just squashes. And, yeah, it didn't last. And then AJ got it. And to me, it wasn't so much as recreating the U.S. Open Challenge John Cena did as, this is the best wrestler you have. Let him go out there and showcase it every week. It was more just about... Letting AJ Styles go do his thing than the open challenge. At this point, I'm like, yeah, you don't need to do it. Yeah. Because we will hold it up to what John Cena did and it won't live up. Yeah, it's always gonna be it's always gonna be compared to what Cena did. It will never top that. But I do think it's something that they should take more seriously, making the belt matter however they can. I don't know how you do it at this point, but I do think it's something that you should do. Um, make someone defend it a bunch of times and win. <laughs> when they say they're going to have a match for it and it's advertised, whether it's on .com or in the sheets, let the match happen. 
I think that might help. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if, if they actually follow through on what they say they're going to do, that would help a little bit. I mean, three weeks in a row of the, here's going to be an open challenge or I'm going to face Randy Orton, I'm going to face Jinder Mahal, and it doesn't happen, and next week there's something advertised and it doesn't happen, and the third week is advertised, and guess what? It doesn't happen. <laughs> That's not helping. No, it definitely doesn't. Uh, tag team division, we had the Usos defeating the New Day once again. I didn't think this was their best match, but I loved it. Jeez, was for... I really not paying that much attention? I thought it ended by disqualification. Oh, yeah, it did. Well, they retained is what <laughs> okay, I mean. Okay, all right. Um, I was about to say, jeez. No, they retained the title. That, that I was missed the finish. Um, they, not their best match, but I like how different they made it from their other matches. I like that they played up the familiarity they have with each other. Being able to do each other's offense throughout we, the match. That was very creative and good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Obviously, the Bludgeon Brothers destroyed both teams. Can I say how much I love that people are actually believing that Xavier Woods is hurt? <laughs> if I told you how many people I saw on Twitter saying, can somebody please tell me, is Xavier Woods really hurt? Well, you know what? I'll tell you, I love even more. What? The makeshift tag team of Oos and Big. Yeah, that, awesome. that was fun. So good. So good. I, I mean, Xavier and Kofi could be really hurt. And let him be the fourth member of New Day, or no, I guess let Biggie <laughs> let Biggie fill in and, and run with the tag title because that was good. It was. I liked the promo Biggie gave, except for they had him reading, but he still did a good job with it. I liked that they formed the team. They both have like the common enemy aspect. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have the common enemy and Shane, which brought them together momentarily. I like that these guys are rivals who respect each other who now have a common enemy in the Bludgeon Brothers, and they got destroyed anyway. Um, do we think that this is going to be a thing for a little while? Yeah, it'll be a th- probably a three-team. Because one other thing I like, because it's been years since you've seen Big E serious, and I really did like that whole aspect of it. So think about this. It's similar to when a new guy comes in and they make him the anointed babyface, like The Rock, for instance. And he's not ready for that position. And the crowd turns on him, and they hate him. And they decide, okay, he's a heel now. And they let him go a little bit. And he kind of learns the ropes and figures out what works and what doesn't. And then they make him a baby face, and now he's good at that too. I feel like Big E, a lot of the times when he was a more serious competitor, he wasn't doing anything. Like when I started watching again, Big E didn't matter to me. He was the Intercontinental Champion, and I was like, oh, this is just a guy who's holding the belt for now. But now that he's had this run with the New Day, and he's gotten to express himself in a whole new way, he's gotten to try different things, he's gotten to be silly, he's gotten to be goofy, he's gotten to talk a lot and perform a lot, now that he's in a serious role, he's better at it than he was three or four years ago. So I think it's awesome to see him do that because I think he is a guy that could be significant on his own if they ever let him do it. I don't know if you agree with that, Eck. Would you like to see Big E on his own? One thousand percent. Oh, my God, I would love that. I I mean, he deserves another run with the Intercontinental title, but I think he is WWE champion all day. So you could see him as the, the main title holder. I could see it. Especially with, you know, despite the it being able to be known as him reading this past week, but with his serious promo from the past two weeks and him following up, you know, sometimes 
the New Day is known for doing something where they'll cut like an edgy promo and then they don't follow it up. But I love that he followed it up. One week later, he was just as serious, if not more serious. Um, also, this is he's the one survivor from the New Day. This showing how strong he is in comparison to the three of them. I love it. Agreed. Alo, your thoughts? Um, I wouldn't out. I wouldn't like. I could see Big E challenging for the title, but I don't know if they'll put the the world title on him one day. But I'm, but with, with this tenure with the New Day, it kind of has like, when, let's say whenever they, whenever they do split, this could kind of propel him into actually being a guy. Like you have to kind of wait and see how it goes and what kind of character direction he get, goes to. Because it's like okay, he did the fun goofy stuff. He could do the serious stuff. So you gotta find like when it, whenever it does happen, you kind of be like, oh my god, like, where was this this whole time? Yeah. I don't know. I would like to see it happen. I would like to see them give him a run at some point. It is kind of tough to decide if you want to see the New Day break up, but somebody could have a singles title with them still being together. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on SmackDown or Fastlane before we move on to Raw? No, sir. What about Dolph's big WrestleMania push? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, like he was going to finally main event WrestleMania like he's supposed to or whatever it was he said in that vignette. Poor guy. Yeah, never going to happen, Dolph. Um, so moving on to Raw. Show opens with Kurt Angle announcing there's no Brock Lesnar. Roman comes out pissed off. And I don't know if anybody else caught the way Roman looked at Kurt and the way Kurt reacted to the way Roman looked at him. But it reminded me a lot of things that have happened at my job the last <laughs> four years. From you? Yes. <laughs> like... Somebody who gets paid to just not work here anymore after they did something, like, awful. Or somebody who's horrible at their jobs or they're not expected to do anything, but they're still here having a job and getting paid while somebody else does their work. And there have been definitely times... So you work with a bunch of Brock Lesnar's? Uh, kind of, yes. Okay. Only without the talent or ability or anything like that. Any of the positive get a similar qualities, check? No, okay. which is fortunate. Um, but Are they into red leather? Some of them might be. Okay, okay. It's possible. Um, but I've definitely walked into the office and looked at my boss that way and seen him put his head down the way Kurt has, <laughs> knowing, I know what you're going to say. I'm did sorry. Did they cover your mic, too? And no, my mic never gets covered. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but here, here's what I love about this, and I'm assuming you guys really like it too. One, they, for as much as I've criticized WWE just 15 minutes ago and over the last few months, the way they're setting this up is brilliant because they do know, as much as they wanted Brock to be the monster heel at WrestleMania 31, he may not be the same monster heel now, but they know there's enough bad blood buildup between the fans and Brock Lesnar that they can use this to make people not cheer for him. And they're also, one, they're using real-life stuff that we're all talking about, which I think is smart. Two, Roman talking talking about things that we can relate to or that fans can relate to. You know, somebody at work, like I just mentioned, getting over on your bosses when you don't or getting paid to not do things when you're getting paid to do things. I think they've done a really good job. Sending him to the back to confront Vince, 
beautiful touch. When do we ever see Vince there other than on like a special? And I, how often on Raw or SmackDown? Right. Very, I mean, SmackDown you got it a little bit with, with Shane and Daniel, but you don't get that gorilla position on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I popped huge for the whole broken kayfabe show gorilla position show mm-hmm. where the te- like even with a shot of Mandy Rose and absolution yeah. on the side and Roman walking right past him going directly to Vince and did you see Kevin Owens tweet about Shane yes <laughs> so good <laughs> I'll tell you what I mean so good. again as normal brilliant work by Kevin Owens with that but I know me I'm popping for that because one they're breaking the third wall there and showing that gorilla position but as much as I mean Shane got a lot of slack, like slack for just okay he's just a, he's just a character right now but he's there on Raw, and I'm sitting there like, what is he doing there? I wouldn't expect it, because I figure, you know, he's not always there on SmackDown. Sometimes on SmackDown, <laughs> he, he's home with his kids. He was about to announce his leave of absence 24 yeah. hours later. I, I guess he's part of the Superstar shakeup. He's getting yeah. acquainted on Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought that was interesting. Very, very funny. So, yeah, two things I loved about it. One, it's something we don't see, like you guys said. Two, I love that he said it during the promo. I just walked past him back there. And he didn't even acknowledge me or tell me anything. And then he takes it right back to where he was just talking. He could have easily just said, I just walked past him and that's it. That they went that extra step to show us that. And of course I popped it's immediately, go, go to commercial. Just wants to get, get the cameras off him as, yeah, as yeah, fast like, as possible. Like a real like fourth wall breaking thing on television, which I really did enjoy that. Yeah, and Roman now suspended allegedly for crossing the boss. We've, if we've learned anything in the last 20 years, you don't cross the boss. And Roman did that. Um, but I, I love this. I would like to hear your guys' thoughts on this whole thing going forward. Is it going to work? Because I feel like, to a degree, it is. If they do not drop the ball and they keep, do, if they keep doing stuff like this that you don't see on Raw, they can make something special out of this. If they do stuff that they've done with Roman in the past, if we get a stupid... Um, satellite interview, that'll be bad. If we get them in the back in an interview segment, face-to-face, quietly telling each other they don't like or respect each other. If we get a tug-of-war with the belt. If we get the same old superstars slash security pull apart, it's not going to be as good as it could be. No, I... I hope that they don't do any of those things. Now, if the you know Vince makes it clear he does expect you know Brock to be there next week, but Roman suspended, do we get Roman back next week? And what's the I, best way to handle? That? I hope Brock isn't there, and I hope Roman shows up unsanctioned. <laughs> uh, Medicine sanction? Yeah, exactly. What were you gonna say, Ayla? Yeah, I I agree with almost just about everything you said about the whole realism of the realism of it. How Roman even came out saying, "Hey, if I did this." If you guys didn't come to work, we all be fired. So they kind of like try and make Roman feel like normal and like everybody they want everybody to see that Brock's more privileged or whatever and like the golden boy or whatever. And Vince's promo backstage I thought was actually very very good and well needed about talking about Brock and I like that he called the Rock like, oh, Roman's cousin. Know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I did like that and then yeah. and he said Brock is Brock does have different uh, different privileges than most people and. He's not a boy. He, um, he's not nobody's man, but he's he's his own man and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really thought that was a gr- a nice touch to it. And then the fact that he suspended Roman and not do anything to Brock, I was like an extra added touch that I thought that was really needed. So Vince played a really good role 
in this whole situation because they're trying to build sympathy for Roman and make him relatable to a lot of people because even though Brock is gone a lot of the time, I don't think he gets enough backlash about that at all from the fans. So they got to kind of find more ways to actually get the crowd to turn on Brock. Maybe Paul comes down. If, if Brock's there, because Vince guaranteed it, if Brock's there, maybe have Paul talk about how Brock shows up when he wants and he doesn't really care about the people and stuff like that. You have, you have to get something out of Brock's camp to get to get to garner heat for he garner his own heat, right. and not just from him not showing up. Yeah, but I like that they're using it. The other thing I like is that I don't have to see Brock on TV, and they're making a point that people can actually get behind for the first time. With Roman. Yeah, because it's all logic, and so it's something that, that most normal people can relate to because the majority of people are, like, normal 9-to-5 people for, for the most part. But are, they are really telling the story well, but like I said, even when Brock is gone, he still gets reactions, like positive reactions. So I'm interested to see how they're going to actually garner some heat from Brock's camp. Yeah, well, they got a couple more weeks to do it, and it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, Ms. TV... So good. Can I just say, though, that this is a picture-perfect, uh, I, I don't know how to even describe it, of the problem with heels in WWE. Or, I'm sorry, the problem with baby faces in WWE. The Miz is trying to set up Finn and Seth to play them against each other. And they both say, basically, Ah, Miz, we're too smart to fall for that. And then they do it anyway. But the best part was the Miz, like, really, really trying. Like, you could tell like, he was, like, really trying. Yeah. Because um, I think Seth said, well, you're not going to, you're not going to, no, he said to Finn. Finn said, you're not going to turn us against each other. It's like, well, Rollins, Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> Finn beat you for the universal title. Like, he really was rough. They are really trying to actually turn us two against each other. Yeah, but both guys said, ah, we're not going to fall for that. And then they fell for it anyway. Yeah. Um, They have a match. And Finn gets the win this week. What do you counter the Falcon Arrow yeah. into a cradle? Can I just say how much I hate the two sweet chant? <laughs> I really hate that so much. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. If somebody wants to two sweet me, I'll do it. So I'm not as hard line as laugh <laughs> on that. But I, I hate the two sweet chant. I can tell that much more than. And I don't think it bothered me until recently. The what chant is officially. I think that came out during the Roman. Because I remember that chant was on and Troy was like, what are they saying? I was like, something Austin said 17 years ago. Yeah, that's been on my nerves for years. I, I think it was, if anyone can confirm, I think it was the Roman promo. It was. It was literally the, if it wasn't the first time it ever pissed me off, it is definitely the most it ever pissed me off. Yeah. and Because I think- it was like one of Roman's best deliveries. And this is like, so he's doing something that is gold and... In retrospect, when people finally start to like him in five years from now, people are going to be pe- playing that promo back. If you're doing a what chant, stop going to shows. <laughs> you're an idiot. You know, stop giving them your money and just shut up. I, I don't even know what else to say about it without getting a little too violent, more violent than I want to get right now. The other thing I hate is the too sweet on the two count on the false finish. I hate that too. It's so annoying. Um... But, so Alo, you liked Ms. TV. Yes. Ack, you did not. Uh, I just think... Stop I mean, with the act. 
Just <laughs> saying, it was whack. There was nothing. I mean, was there anything that came out of there that you didn't expect? Was that anything there that wasn't predictable? It's about the Mrs. Performance. The Mrs. Performance. The Mrs. Performance as the mediator. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. It bores me. What did you like about the Mrs. Performance? Everything, because he loves like, when he breathes. He loves staring <laughs> at him when he sleeps at night. He has this picture on his wall. My favorite part of his performance was at the ramp. I guess maybe like right when the match was about to start or whatever. And they showed his eyes lighting up. Like, yeah, this actually worked. I can't believe this actually worked. Yeah, but like I said, I, I like the fact that he took it as a challenge to get those two to, to go against each other, and but Finn and Seth would, he, he would end up taking shots at each other, yeah. I thought was great. He played his role very well here. He did. And I, I typically always enjoy Miz TV. So, something I thought about, because Miz always talks about he's like, the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. We know that you're quoted as saying that Savage is the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Where does Miz rank as your greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time? He's, I mean, a lot of Savage being ranked there for me is just he's the first Intercontinental Champion I knew and had at the time what was hailed as the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, and that held up for a really long time. And probably the biggest star to be known as an Intercontinental Champion. Because Randy Savage was is one of a handful of guys that if you walked up if you walked outside and walked up to any random stranger over the age of like 25, they would know who Macho Man is. They'd probably do an impression of him. Um, that's why I, I revere him so much. But as far as carrying that title, holding it for a long time having long runs with it. I mean, The Miz is really high on that list. Yeah. Jericho, obviously, but again, because I love Jericho so much. I don't know that there are many guys you could say definitively are better Intercontinental Champions than The Miz, especially that what he's doing is good in this era when not much really catches on. So I don't know. What, what do you? Where do you think he ranks? Yeah, because I've been trying to rank him from my time period, like I said, 99 to now. And in the few early years around that, the, inter- the titles were, like, they switched more frequently, so nobody really had, like, time to actually develop anything with it. Like, for example, like, Jericho's, like, a nine, Jericho's a nine-time Intercontinental Champion, but a lot of his reigns were, like, really short. Like, the, his most memorable, memorable reign was his reign in 08 when he fought Rey Mysterio. That, I believe that's his most memorable, memorable reign. So, for my time, I would have to say The Miz. And maybe Cody. That's it. To actually put emphasis on that title and not just have it as a prop. Yeah, there were a lot of years where that belt was truly just a transitional... Not that it was transitional reigns where you see a guy get a title just to lose it to someone else, but a transitional title to just get an accolade on someone that they were trying to push to the next level. It literally was used as just that, not... This belt matters. The definition of a title being a problem. Yeah. And maybe, right. maybe RVD, but RVD didn't talk. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. I mean, Mr. Perfect, obviously, I, I view him, but I don't think he held it that long. But he, I look at him as like a legendary intercontinental. Yeah, because you'll, you'll have more insight on that than me because you were around for the Perfects, the Razors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, HBK. Honky Tonk Man. The HBK, Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. Double J. But again, I don't, I don't know if these are all guys that I think so highly of because it was my youth and they were all larger than life to me. If I was 30 at that time, I don't know if I'd think the same way about all those guys. Um, 
There was one other name that I had that was, oh, well, Bret Hart, obviously a huge one. Yeah, The Miz is high up on the list, and I think for good reason. Eck, I know you probably don't like that, but... Uh, to each their own. <laughs> Very true and subjective, as we say often on this show. Uh, women's division on Raw. We got Sasha got a win over Sonya Deville. Bailey half-heartedly in her corner, helped save her from interference, but then bailed on her right before she got destroyed by Absolution. So this storyline, do we? Does this make you feel like it's any more likely that Bailey is the heel in this story? Oh yeah. When did she put her hair down? <laughs> I don't know. We. We need to find a way to keep Teen from ever finding out about that, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to explain to her mom, you know, we're going to have to keep it from the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now since we're going to... Now since WWE stole our idea that we created, you kind of have to assume that that's all going to culminate in that match. Yeah. To, to actually give that some story coming out, coming out of it. So I'm guessing WrestleMania, WrestleMania that's when... Everything will culminate between those two, because like I said, it was like like you said, it was half-heartedly in Sasha's corner, not even smiling, coming down the ring, just having her arms crossed, and just like helping out Sasha to get the to get the win, similar to what she did. So, well, helping Sasha out, similar right. to what she did, but not at the end of the match when she got jumped. So, is there anything to read into the fact that Sasha didn't help her with her match? She just helped her not get beat up. And Bailey helped Sasha win her match and allowed her to get beat up. Does it tell you anything about the motivations of either one, or is there? Just it's more heel like on Bailey, right? Like Sasha's is all about. Well, see, that, that's where like I don't know. Be, I ba- guess you're Bailey right. is I owed you one, but your head, I don't care about it. Yeah, like, like Sasha is the girl who like I don't I don't want you to win, so I'm gonna let you lose, and I'm gonna keep you from getting beat up. Where Bailey is like, all right, I'll help you win, but then you're on your own. So, either one could be heelish in its own way, but you're right, as like a human being I would think level. Sasha's definitely is more more in the um, the babyface role, because it's not, I, unless I, I was on a fast-forwarding spree, I don't recall, I mean, Sasha didn't... The spree! <laughs> she didn't do nothing to indicate, I don't want you to win the match. You know, you're having a one-on-one match that doesn't have to do with me. She, I, I don't recall anything like right. that. She came out there to save her homies back. Right. Yeah, because Bailey's the one that has been having the change of heart out of all this. Sasha's mo has always been, "I want to win," so she'll be quickly quick to turn on Bailey. But Bailey's the one that's been acting very different out of this whole She's situation. She's not hugging. Yeah, so, right. so this is all. Like I said, this will all culminate at WrestleMania from in our creation. Yes, it will. Uh, the other women's segment we had, we had the Oscar, Alexa, Mickey James face off. As you mentioned earlier, this was a really good segment. Alexa telling Asuka she's going to be the B-Show champ. She's going to go to SmackDown because you can't beat me. Calls for Nia, who doesn't show up, leads to a match with Mickie James. Obviously, the undefeated streak was not going to end here on Raw. Then we get to see another segment with Alexa and Nia Jax. Did you like that backstage segment as much as you liked the promo segment? Yeah, I did where she just kind of still is giving her backhanded compliments and kind of thinly veiled insults mm-hmm. to get her in her corner next week. Then after Nia's match, we see the, and this is what I'm thinking the whole time, that you see the, the Tron on, and I'm like, this is so stupid. <laughs> Why would the camera just be on them back yeah. there right now? I don't, it's TV. 
And then they show kind of why. There was supposed to be an interview segment, and I guess production, as much as you'd assume they wouldn't do this, yeah. just has the camera yeah, running. Yeah, so the camera's just running during a match. I know what you mean. Yeah, very much plot device to just get Nia to overhear all these things she's not supposed to hear. And then we get Nia on an absolute rampage. So I think she's officially a babyface now. Mm-hmm. I assume the crowd is officially going to cheer for her. The way they ran out of there, I enjoyed. <laughs> the crack the pack the back. Does Nia get her hands on Alexa before WrestleMania? I think she may get one up on her, but I do expect not. This is the crown. Nia is the next women's cha- Raw Women's Champion. You think so? Yeah. Eck, do you think we see Nia get her hands on Alexa before Mania? Or do you think it gets held off until Mania? I think she's going to get it very close multiple times until Mania. She's going to try to get her next week. The following week, I think she'll win some type of match to become the number one contender for Mania, and that will be when she gets her first accolade. Does she do something during the Asuka-Alexa match next week? Yes. So you think that she takes out Alexa during that match? Is that that'll be will that be three three weeks until Mania or two weeks? I think two. Okay, I, I think she'll get one up. So you think that'll be the time that it yeah. happens? Um, even if even if her music plays, just that because Oscar's gonna beat Alexa no matter what. I loved Alexa's line where um, Oscar was talking and then not, like, um, Alexa was back to like she was getting spit. Like that must be some language barrier or something. <laughs> And at one point, she was looking at Mickey, kind of mouthing, like, can you understand anything she said? What is she saying? Uh, yeah, Alexa's great. Always gold. Uh, what happened to Ronda Rousey being on every Raw until WrestleMania? I'm, I'm glad. I don't care. I'm glad. That would We talked about that last week. That wouldn't do her any favors. Right. So, yet another case of them listening to the show and taking our advice. Yep. Because that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. First thing I thought of when she wasn't there, I was like, oh. Yeah, they took two ideas from us last week. Only two. That dead that pulled by Derek at the at the headquarters. <laughs> yeah, Derek's feeding them our, feeding them our ideas. Uh, tag team division. No, we had no thoughts about the um, fabulous Moolah Battle Roy- Memorial Battle Royal. I have that later written down here a little okay. later. Yeah, we will get to that. Um, tag team division. The bar gets attacked by every tag team on the Raw roster. They demand a trade by Kurt Angle. Kurt decides we're going to have a battle royal between all the tag teams to decide your WrestleMania opponent. And then, lo and behold, Braun Strowman by himself wins the tag team battle royal. Is this good? Is this bad? What What do we think? It sucks for the ten other competitors in the match. <laughs> uh, the Good Brothers uh, had a job out, which is a shame. Carl Anderson, though, at least he got to... Look strong at the end. He did? He, he put himself over on social media. Yeah, <laughs> did he? Yeah, he said you're about to see a new era of Carl Anderson. <laughs> something along the, those lines. Um, this has something interesting to it. I mean, can, is this part of the listener question? Should we get Just it? go ahead. I think if that's going to be anything in it, I think Braun Strowman should win the titles by himself. Really? Oh, man. I, I'm shocked you said it. Because last week when um, I, I listened to the show back at work the next day, and we talked. I talked about the report of them saying that the bar's opponents are t- are two competitors that are not a team. And then after, while while I was listening to our show last week, I was like, I cannot believe I did not say Braun and Elias. Yeah, that would be so much fun. 
the strange bedfellows thing always works, it will be it will be really fun. Especially what, especially what they've been going through, what they've been doing the last few weeks. It's been really fun. I think those two will be an actual fun team together. I really think Kurt's going to make him end up get pick a tag team partner, yeah. or or just pick Elias as his partner. I think it'll be really fun. So, my feeling similar to Eck, my first thought was I would love to see him be the tag team champion by himself, because. We know they're not giving him the Universal title anytime soon. Clearly, he's not in the picture for the Intercontinental title. Why? I mean, being a tag team champion isn't a huge accolade. Almost everybody's had one. But being the tag team champions by yourself... Something unheard of, especially in this company. Yeah, that's a, that would be a pretty big deal. So I do like that idea. I also like the idea of him basically dragging Elias to be a tag team <laughs> champion. Like, Elias doesn't have to do anything. So he's kind of the champion on his own, but he's listed as a champion with Elias. And Elias really doesn't have to contribute a single thing. Yeah, especially with how broken Elias was acting on Raw Monday night. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, this this really may be a thing. Yeah, with the neck brace. Yes. I'll, I'll always <laughs> pop for a neck brace. I agree. I mean, the, the random mix-up teams, when they get the titles, usually works. The thing that I think it would just rub me the wrong... I mean, you got... Don't get me wrong. The bar has been a great, proven tag team. But you're putting what once was a random place two guys that hated each other and had a feud. And now, years later, they're facing people. They're defending their titles against... The same team, basically. Yeah. So I, I would like if they're going to do it, I would like it to be something fresh. I would like Braun to go out there. I mean, I think TNA, Samoa Joe, and Kurt Angle did something like that, held the titles alone. I, I don't care about the details with it, but I think Braun, Braun holding the titles, if he could go out there and bury 10 guys, he should be – no knock to Cesaro and Sheamus, he should be able to go bury the two of them. Well, they, the fact that they were protesting so much, the idea that he's involved in this at all, because they want no parts of him. As nobody on this roster really does. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Jason Jordan, of course, who always wanted a piece of Braun Strowman. And if Sheamus can win the world title at WrestleMania in four seconds, I mean, <laughs> Braun Strowman can bury Sheamus and, and win the world the tag titles by himself. Yeah, would you be upset, Alo, if they gave it to him by himself? It wouldn't bother me. I'll, 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 like to, I'll just wait and see how where it goes. But I'll, I'm always a big fan of those awkward tag teams. Like, recently... It wasn't universally universally liked with Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins, but it was fun. Some people are too serious. Some people are just watch, just watch. But it was entertaining for what it was. It was universally beloved by me. I yes. will tell you that, and I miss it very. I miss Jason Jordan. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm so miserable lately, <laughs> because Jason Jordan's gone. It was like I became miserable when Jericho was gone, and it took me a little while to realize it. But then the the rise of Jason Jordan. Gave me so much joy, and now he's gone. Maybe that's why. On behalf of Seth and myself. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe that, Roman. <laughs> yeah, I, mi- I miss it. It's just those little things that he was saying, like a lot of things, like you just don't want, you don't care. But if you actually pay attention, it's really funny. Yeah, his delivery was perfect. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Okay. So, Kid Rock announced as the newest member of the Hall of Fame. And my thoughts on that are, get the hell out of here, Kid Rock. Kid Rock sucks. Kid Rock is awful. 
Kid Rock has no business. They, like I said, they really want me to be no part of WrestleMania weekend. They're begging me to not take part in WrestleMania weekend. They surely don't want you at the Hall of Fame. No, and Kid Rock, like, this is a guy who loves to crow about how much he loves America. He doesn't even know what America is. He doesn't. He doesn't realize it's a nation of immigrants. It's a nation of people who maybe don't have a lot of money, and just because someone needs food stamps or assistance doesn't mean they're a bum. So, Kid Rock... Robert, if you will, <laughs> Robert, you might want to get your hands on a job application. I haven't said this much lately, but you can definitely get this work, Robert. Um, Would you have preferred Limp Bizkit going into the Hall of Fame? No, because Fred Durst could get this work, too. I don't love Fred Durst going into the Hall of Fame. John Cena officially calls out The Undertaker. And once again... The brilliant minds up in the rafters are chanting for The Undertaker as soon as he comes out because they want a Cena-Undertaker match. Then, as soon as Cena says, you know what, I'm not going to contribute to WrestleMania this year, they cheer again. <laughs> so, yeah, we want you to have a match with The Undertaker, but also, yeah, we don't want you to be involved in WrestleMania at, at all. Then, when he eventually challenges The Undertaker, they go nuts. You hate part-timers. His biggest pop was when he drank the beer with the guy. Right, which was, that was a good moment. That was great. I, I will say this. I don't want this to get lost. I thought Cena was awesome in this promo. I, I thought it was a great promo. But these guys hate part-timers. They hate, they hate guys who, quote-unquote, can't work. They hate John Cena. Yeah, they hate, but they want The Undertaker. <laughs> who's, uh, if it wasn't for Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton's travesty last year that would have been the worst match on wrestlemania i think only because of the undertaker <laughs> why do you want to see him what if i get it like he's the undertaker but it's over the streak is done he's lost twice he retired let it be done there's no reason for it you guys comments keep going <laughs> i have no i have nothing else to say i i just don't understand why anybody wants to see and i know even laugh told me like i want to see it I'm this might have been where it. the what what chan is yeah but i i don't i don't get it i don't understand it i don't see what the attraction is for the undertaker anymore like like laugh said last week and i kind of agree the undertaker is synonymous with wrestlemania but even as bad as that match was last year Seeing the Undertaker is always like that good feeling, but this match was supposed to happen years ago, never happened. I don't think they fought on pay per view. They have not fought on pay per view one on one since Vengeance 03 with the infamous clip where Taker's bike died. <laughs> and he played it like a champ, played it off like a champ. But there, it's WrestleMania. That's that's all I can say. It's, it's the spectacle. It's the two. It's two. Two of the biggest names that WWE company WWE has ever produced, and they just want it, to. It's it's going to sell. But I'm like, wait, we you might not want to see it. I don't want to see the match because I was, I I still like last week. I still haven't rewatched him versus Roman because I remember how bad it was. So. We'll just have to wait and see. But it's almost positive going to It's almost, it's just not going to happen. He, like, I love this shot and him saying he posted shots of him working out on his wife's Instagram. That was so good. Mm -hmm. so that was number, the second highlight after <laughs> the beer. Yeah. Is it going to sell, though? Is People love... It doesn't matter. Like, this ain't, like, but we, pe people who aren't already tuning into WrestleMania, are they, will they care about this? They will because they're, really the, sa no, they they're the same ones that were chanting for The Undertaker's name when Cena said it. These people... 
Do you have to understand? Like these people, they're people that they'll pop for and people that they'll just boo. Anybody coming back that's a legend, they will cheer. They cheered Bill. I, I get that they'll cheer. I, my, my point is just that the people that are popping for it are the people that are already buying a ticket and in the arena. What I'm saying is who that isn't watching right now is going to get invested for The Undertaker at this point. The people that thought he was dead. The babies. The babies. <laughs> the babies. Because John C- the John Cena match to me is going to get as much attention regardless of who his opponent is. Because John Cena, it's kind of like Conor McGregor where Nate Diaz says like, oh, I'm your big money fight. Homie, no, you're not, because whoever Conor McGregor fights, it's going to sell. I feel like that's how John Cena is. If they put him in there with me, it would sell just as much, because John Cena is the draw, not me. You at, sure? least I at least I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get your point. It's two of the biggest names ever. I get you put it. You put you those Cena two names. Or you in <laughs> Cena and Undertaker. I'm the. <laughs> I get it's two big names to put on the marquee, but I'm just I just feel like I don't get why anybody cares at this. So point. listen, so you don't care, right? I don't. So I know, and again, I think this is where the what chant was. I was pissed. I the promo was good, and it was so good that even right after he said it, he still did the initial challenge to the Undertaker. He still got me interested. He he had his good jazz bringing up uh, Michelle's Instagram account, real life stuff like yeah, we talked about earlier. That was good. But at the same time, when it ends and there's nothing to interrupt the promo to make you think he would be having a different match, I then get annoyed and I'm like, man, I really got to see The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I got like, like, that's cool. My first WrestleMania, I'll see The Undertaker. But like, man, he might, he might collapse in there. Like, he should not be going out in <laughs> the ring. I, I will say one thing, though. You know, in recent months, I have not, except for uh, Rumble, Royal Rumble weekend, in recent months, I have not been doing good at being optimistic about the the product or trying <laughs> to make the best of it. I will, which probably neither of you will agree with, and I know you won't. Uh, <laughs> I will tell you, and this is fantasy booking, uh-huh. there's one way they're going to get me interested in this match. You will not agree with it. It'll probably annoy you more than you already are with the match. Undertaker... He should be, he should be dead. But we, we never dead. got the resurrection of the American badass. I want him. Uh, as, I want him as the American badass, and it's the only way you'll Kid get Rock, me Kid Rock, Kid Rock, sing him to the oh. Kid Rock in, goes into the Hall of Fame, and then he makes his re debut at Mania to do Taker's theme. Oh my God! I just let's hope his bike doesn't tap out again on the entrance. Uh, I I don't even have words. Do you want me to iron your bandana out now or later? <laughs> you could throw my bandana in one of those aluminum trash barrels and set it on fire. I am not into that idea at all. I love it. I mean, and you that's... know what? If you want to see it and they do it, I will be really happy. One, that you called it. And two, that you got to see it. But I want nothing to do with it. I'll be honest. I, I think that when this, ma- this match was rumored years ago, and I think I said the <laughs> same exact thing. Um, in, the sheets are already putting it there. I I think they almost bring up Taker bringing back the American badass or in social media every year. I I have wanted it to happen. It's his version of the Sasha heel turn. It just always yeah yeah. I mean about. that's that's kind of yeah. a, a good way. The only reason they brought that up that one year because WWE shot released a dead man ink T shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So they left breadcrumbs to it. Yes. So then my last question for you, Alo on the Undertaker-Cena issue. 
we had the streak. We had the streak broken, which was an amazing moment. Whether people loved it or hated it, it was a true WrestleMania moment. We had his retirement against Roman. Does this lead to any type of moment? Or is it... Because I just feel like that time has passed. So sell me on it's gonna be this a, being a moment. A uh, sad moment when he calls. It's a mo- the only moment is 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 finally see these two go face to face at WrestleMania, which is the big like I've been saying for weeks, the biggest spectacle in WWE and in sports entertainment. That's it because it doesn't mean anything. Like John Cena has, ha- has been going around with this quote unquote my my journey to WrestleMania, and Undertaker he's lost he lost he's lost twice now. So the whole mystique of the Undertaker WrestleMania. Is is not what it was. Is he's like he's beatable at WrestleMania, and there was a dirt sheet going around saying it was well photoshopped. That it was career versus <laughs> career. Uncle Dave debunked that right away by and saying it could or could not happen. He said it's not true. <laughs> he was clear and said that's not true. But there's no stakes to this. And at even all. if that is the case, cool. I mean, we already know Cena's gonna win. Then right. he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and at the same time, if this is just a plain one on one match, I would think you have Undertaker win. But the whole story is about John Cena having a road to WrestleMania. Right. Um, so basically the moment is that it happened at all, not that it's going to lead to a moment. Yeah. Okay. Because um, in 10 years from now, they're just going to show the video package. That's right, it. that this happened. They're not going to show you the whole story. They're going to show all oh, these two faces you're there at WrestleMania, and they're going to show the end clip of a tombstone or, or AA. Right. Um, and then 10 years, we're going to do a throwback when I'd be like, damn, this is bad. <laughs> Uh, saying, oh, the Undertaker looks like he's on his last legs. <laughs> Remember me saying that 10 years ago about 19? <laughs> um, last note on Raw. We are getting the ultimate deletion. I believe that's what they're calling it next week. Regardless, Matt, Matt, time out. Matt Hardy's the luckiest man. <laughs> yeah, I know you're very, uh, very envious of that. Uh, but to me, whether you like the idea of the ultimate deletion, whether you hate it, this is good for even just one thing, and that is Kurt Angle saying after that vignette or promo, whatever you want to call it, I knew Bray was crazy, but what the hell happened to Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed for about seven minutes after that. Because, yes, he does have a history with Matt. He's known Matt from WWE for a long time. I assume they had some overlap in TNA together. They've known each other for 20 years probably. And I just thought that reaction was, was priceless. That I, I loved it, but any thoughts on the ultimate deletion before we move on to listener question? I hope they reincarnate Bray Wyatt into the notion in the bottom. <laughs> there, there, there was this article on Kayfabe News. I thought it was funny. It's fake, but I thought it was funny that. Bray Wyatt would go into the pond and reincarnate himself, re- reincarnate himself as IRS Junior. <laughs> I, what if they throw him in the pond, they pull him back out, he comes out with the orange Hawaiian shirt, the fedora, and white pants? I, I'd take that, too. I'd take anything. Cause Brian, I know you're yeah. listening. Call your people. I, I, would, oh I would take anything because this he is I think it's, awful. Listen, this could save both of them. Well, this Port is, Nero. This is per, to propel Matt. Jeff's... Rep- I said Jeff will probably be in it. Jeff's been spotted in that video. And the whole family's there. Rebbe, um, Senor Benjamin, Vanguard 1. So I'm and the lo- prototype, Max. Hey, the, the band is back together. Yes. Did you see... <laughs> I Wol- mean, Wolfgang. Did, Wolfgang you Lil- <laughs> did you see Lil Wolfgang's... Lord Wolfgang's tweet? No, I did not see that. About, um, I'm a- 
What, what did he say? He said, he said, I officially made my WWE debut. Uh, before my, my brother. Before my brother, he had to suffer in the indies. Uh, <laughs> Lord Wolfgang won, Maxwell zero. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I had seen that. Um, anything else from Raw? That's about it. I, I'll just say again, on an ending note, great work by Roman. Excellent. I'm glad you said that again. I, I don't Cannot go out of my way to tout for him as much as uh, my co-host here, Prep included, mm-hmm. but th- that was great. I, sh- I should have said couldn't, cannot be overstated how excellent that segment was. Uh, what do we have listener question-wise? We, we answered last question. Oh, we did answer it already. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's right. That was about... Um, Elias. I mean, Braun's right. tag team partner. Okay, so is everybody ready for this week's edition of Stump Alo. We need Mr. McGee to bring back like the, the old drum roll. He needs to do that for uh, Stump Alo. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, need, like, we need like a game show theme to play during this segment. We'll have to come up with one. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you guys mentioned that. So here, here's the question. Armageddon 04. Kurt Angle competed slash is given credit for having two segments and or matches. Please name all of his opponents. Armageddon oh, oh, 04. Cena was the U.S. champ. No, Cena was... Yeah, Cena was fought Jesus. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> he what? He fought what? Jesus. Who's that? Carlito's guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, JBL fought Booker T, I believe. So that is that part is cut off of the screenshot. Wikipedia screenshot that okay. you gave me, so I can't tell you if that's true. Eck might be able to look that up for you. What the hell was Kurt Angle doing that late in 04? 05, 05 Rumble, that was WrestleMania 21 season. That's when he started with Michaels. What am I supposed to look at? Armageddon 04, see who JBL's match was with. It was Booker T. <laughs> Was Kurt Kurt? Was it Luther Reigns? Oh wait, that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> and is that the segment or the match? That is in the match. It was probably somebody irrelevant too, or was it somebody big? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you ask if it was somebody big? <laughs> One of them is somebody big. <laughs> the Big Show? One of them. So you got Big Show, Luther Reigns. <clears throat> so there's three guys. You're you're missing one other person from the match, and then one person from the segment, which I told Laugh immediately that the segment is what you're going to get hung up on. <clears throat> All right, let me see. And it's listed as a singles match. Okay. Who Kurt faced? Yeah, so... Uh, Has he done with the Big Show thing? No, he's got one more to get. But I was right about JBL Booker T, right? Um, No, there was also two other people in that match. Oh, the Fatal 4-Way. I think Eddie was was there, right? Yep. (laughs) Uh... JBO, Eddie, Booker T. Undertaker. Yep. Fatal Four. Longest match in the 
God, all four. I mean, it's it's a no name. None of this. I knew nothing. I, about I know because this was like no name territory. Handicap man. Hide and Reich. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, this cruiserweight title match looks atrocious. <laughs> That's what it was back then, buddy. Don't tell me. I'm not. Okay. Well, I'm missing one person. You're, you're missing s- one person from the handicap match and one from the other segment slash, slash singles, singles match. match. Okay, so J- JBL no JBL fought Booker T at Survivor Series. That's what he fought okay. Booker T. <laughs> I would have to drink liquor to watch this for a throwback. <laughs> Who's running no for? WrestleMania S WrestleMania. Whoa, the tag match seems actually interesting. <laughs> Tough enough guy? Mm, maybe. Hold on. Because I'm not super familiar with them. Wait, are you still talking about the the other match? Yeah, we're still. Oh yeah, I don't have the I don't have it pulled up on my phone. I just have the screenshot, so I can't. I'm clicking on the guy's name like an idiot. Wonder if he's a tough him. enough guy. Cause I think tough. No. Enough. No. I'll give you a hint. He was in WCW from 2001. Wow, everybody. <laughs> uh, but I would yeah that's probably not good for this guy because I, I wouldn't even know that about him uh, and you said it's a nobody yes, to me <laughs> yes very very much I've heard the name but if this guy was I, I couldn't pick him up out of a lineup Sean O'Hare was gone he wasn't part of the invasion storyline to my knowledge yeah, okay. so not him wow all right. You would know the name. I would probably know the name, too. You definitely know the name. <sighs> Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can come up with a hit for you. Jeez. Wait a minute. Who'd you just guess? What? I said higher right before. No, who'd you guess from WCW? Uh, it's not Sean O'Hare. He was two-time tag team champions with him. Oh, Chuck Palumbo? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, shh. I know who it is. That's why mm. I said. Mark Chuck Gindrak. Pal- yes. And then there's one other thing. There's more. You're, you're, you're not going to get, like I said, the singles match <laughs> slash yeah, you're not segment. Gonna. You're not going to get. And you might be annoyed when I tell you what it is. Wait. And this is the singles match. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle. Who is she cheating with? I got the perfect hint if we give a hint. We got one hint. But I don't. you probably won't get this thing. Like, if you didn't immediately know, this is not one you're going to figure out. And you'll know why I say that when you eventually find out. I, I'll be shocked if you get it. Oh, four. Well, actually, I got another good idea. Randy was on Raw. Like how The Undertaker's synonymous with WrestleMania, this guy's synonymous with a different event. Once a year. <laughs> this is not a hit. <laughs> <sighs> what was going on in 04 at that end? I'm trying. Because SmackDown was not that great. They're reincarnating that right now. Mm hmm. Last hint. He won by submission. 
<laughs> All right. You want to know? Wait, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. I got to think. If this is... This actually might be a good hint. This is too much for this week. The time, <laughs> the time of mm. the match is synonymous with the guy. Ooh! Orlando Jordan. <laughs> the match was 25 seconds long. And that number is synonymous with this guy. Tap out. Santa Claus! <laughs> See, that's, and I told that, like, that he's going to get hung up on that because he's going to be thinking of all the guys on the roster and Santa Claus will never come to mind. Do you rem- even remember that? No. <laughs> all right, so Stump Alo, I- I'm impressed because, again, you named basically everything else on the card. Um, LeBron, your team is going down the toilet again. <laughs> You might as well raise your spirits by sitting on the throne and doing an episode of Unsanctioned. Alo, any words for LeBron before we get out of here? The Lakers beat the Cavs on Sunday. They did. I guess you're happy about that. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I, was, I was at the movie, so I kept getting all the alerts, and I, I got this alert saying, LeBron is torturing the Lakers in the passing game. I checked the score, but they're down by 20 points. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, he had a lot of really nice passes, <laughs> but they did not lead to the team winning. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, LeBron, throne is open as always. You have one more game in Philadelphia, I believe April 6th. So hit us up when you're around. Uh, congratulations to the winner of the $100 Amazon gift card, Ingrid Barber from Covington, Kentucky. Uh, my people, I guess, (laughs) from below the Mason-Dixon line. Shocking. (laughs) Um, that's the show. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Listen to The Perfect Edge with Donovan. Throwback Madness, we have a brand new Road to WrestleMania releasing on Monday. Check out our old unsanctioned libraries. Subscribe, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes. Elroy Prepson on YouTube. Uh, Alo, any merch you want to move before I close this out? What a maneuver.net to embrace the madness and collarandnoble.com. Use promo code MattManage for 10% off your. So that's the show for Ect2Fly, Eric Trembicki. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. We will see you next week. Hop up the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.